You are listening to I Could Get Into This, a podcast where Leah and Brett talk about different things that they could get into, but also things that you could get into as well. What we would really like to do is hear from you to find out what you would like to get into. So please send us an email at icouldgetintothis at gmail.com or on Twitter. Our handle is icgetintothis. It's just that. I I could get into this was too long, so we had to, to shorten that up. But that's Twitter, hey? Anyway, they are already talking about different things, reminiscing about the last couple of weeks. So how about you join them? So we were talking, so it's time (laughs) we were drinking, we were talking, I don't have anything to rant about with work today. So, you know, that is just like, all right, I'm running behind. So I feel really bad. So let's fuck it. Let's record. Yeah. Um, I like that. This is going to be, this is going to be to the point today. Come on. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We're trying Um, a weird theme. So we're going to go with it. Yeah, we so we uh, last time we recorded, which was only last week, and this is going to go out in two <laughs> weeks. I mean, we're just we're we're time traveling here, That's right? Um, but last time we recorded, we talked about hey, what what should we talk about next time? What should we what should we talk about? Because we haven't had like a topic or a theme that we've tried to to go around um, forever. It's hard to get our squirrel brains to really focus on anything too long. So I mean, I get it. You're right. Speaking of bit, what is up with my hair? Sorry. Well, I'm tired of just kind of leaving things wide open. It's just like, you know what? I want to have a goal. I want to look for something specific and and kind of research it. And uh, I had all intentions until we figured out, oh, wait, we're going to do it like today. And... (laughs) So, so yeah, so the last two hours has been me frantically trying to find. <laughs> awesome. One sec, I got I'm going to close the door real quick. Yeah. It's okay, though. I got some good things. I There was a couple of things that kind of came to me, and, and I was always looking up different different stuff. So I, I'll say that, that you know, our, our topic is uh, history. We wanted to... Very to, broad. Yeah, exactly. It's very broad. And for some reason, my mind, my my reptilian brain was uh, just focused on medical things. And it's just like everything is like all this, you know, bloodletting and putting holes in the skulls and everything. We won't have the same thing. So we got that going for us. Well, oh no, you're doing the skull thing. Damn it. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not. I just mentioned it. I just mentioned it. Um, So the only thing was, I was looking over it and I was just like, you know what? This is the exact example on why I don't like history because it's all full of things that I don't want to do anymore that I don't want to get into. Well, see, and I, I am like a, like, like history podcasts are like one of my favorite things to just nerd out on. Yeah. Uh, so like for me, it was kind of like, I got to pick my favorite kid. <laughs> oh, which way do I go? Is it like true crime? Are we going to get into like the Byzantine empire? Like, where are we going with this? Um, right. So I, I tried to like pick something with a little variety. So it's not all in one kind of vein. And we sort of go from like, well, cause it's me and I love like true crime stuff. I only do one true crime. So I've got three little tidbits of history that are kind of, interesting weird um you know just kind of stick in your cross so if you need a a little something to throw out when you're at the bar to like entertain people or seem interesting there you go you're actually you're thinking about other people you're thinking about the listeners me it's very i don't give a shit But the first one has to do with beers. That that works. Oh, perfect. Well, I was looking at one that had, they were talking about, uh, again, medical stuff. They were talking about different ailments. And there was uh, some kind of document that was from the Aztec Empire that had an ailment to cure death. And and it was a take a half of uh, of an onion and take the, the, bro- the froth from a beer mixed together ill cure death so and i was like hey that's something part, i could get the, into the beer foam that you know my, my stepdad is like 100 percent german and he swears by like a good head on your beer oh yeah he'll pour a tap he'll get a fork and he'll stir it up because he's like yep i gotta have a good head on my beer and you I, gotta let it i breathe. guess i don't care beer is beer i'm really not that picky like anyone that gets in beer debates like <laughs> i'm not gonna be in your corner because like a, a free beer is still a beer 
Even a oh, warm yeah. beer I, is still a beer. Honestly, Leah, every time I I I, I hear this song, I think of you. And the uh, <laughs> the refrain is, "I drink cheap beer, so what? Fuck you." Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, I've been to Wisconsin, so that must be like the state song. Right. Exactly. I, mean, I am drinking. I am have my usual. Got my peeber. Uh, the PBR. My really, my favorite tall boy koozie, which is from a uh, drag club in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So much fun. Um, it's backwards, so it says, put a tall boy in your mouth. <laughs> it's my, <laughs> my classiest of, of koozies. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, like beer, I mean, alcohol alone is responsible for so, so many great historic events. So <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now you got me intrigued now. Uh, let me know. what What is it that you're getting into? Okay, with- so this is a fun story. I really wanted to kind of start with some local history. Um, okay. And again, like you start digging into like local history in the, the Great Plains. It's not good. A lot of grim stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, I actually heard about this. Uh, shoot. I, I'm not even sure. I heard this story a while ago and it happens in um, Worthington, Minnesota. For some oh. people who don't know the area, it's about, I don't know, as the crow flies, probably like an hour due east of Sioux mm-hmm. Falls in Minnesota, yep. right over the border. Nice little town. Um, so the story I heard about was during, um, I actually think this predates like prohibition. It's during the temperance movement. So it's a precursor to the, uh, prohibition era, but, um, not too surprisingly, you know, in this time, which I think here, I got the, the page open here. Um, Look at that. you're quoting your, you're reciting your quotes. I'm trying to, although like disclaimer, like we're not a history podcast. So like, I mean, if you want to come after me because this is not accurate, like go Go for it. it. We're not releasing show notes. We're not going to give you sources. Like I'm just going to read this off of the stuff. So this actually comes from um, around the 1870s. Okay. And the town was kind of a mishmash of people. Lots of people like looking to uh, capitalize on all the land that was available. So you have these very, very conservative Puritan kind of people and their big families. And then you have all these men coming out here after the Civil War trying to like start their lives again. So in this mix of people, um, you have kind of these butting of heads of these very conservative people, a lot of Dutch reform. And these people that are just like, hey, wild, wild west, baby. We showed up to get some land. Uh, we work hard, we play hard. So in Worthington, they were going to have a very first 4th of July celebration. Oh. So hearing this uh, at the hotel house, um, they were going to host the celebration, and there was this great big keg of beer. So um, there was a notable gentleman in town, Professor Humiston. I'm probably saying that wrong, but he was a <laughs> temperist. He believed that alcohol was the devil, and so he showed up at the party with an axe, he drugged the keg outside and he bashed it to pieces. Ah. So um, I want to read the verbatim because there's a, there's a great little write-up from the, the newspaper about this. Yeah. So <clears throat> upon seeing this, the young men of the town thought it would be rather an imposition and collected together, procured the services of a band, and under the directions of a military officer, marched to the rear of the hotel and with a wheelbarrow and shovel took the empty keg that had been broken open and played the dead march with flag at half staff, marched to the flagpole in front of Hammerstein's office where they dug a grave and gave the empty keg a burial with all the honors attending a soldier's funeral. <laughs> they then with flag at full mast and with lively air marched back to the ice house, procured a full keg of beer, returned to the grave, resting the keg thereupon. Then a general invitation was given to all who desired to partake, which many did until the keg was emptied. (laughs) (laughs) Simply Gazette, July 5th, 1872. So I I just love the idea that they're just like, yeah, fuck this guy. We're going to have a party in this big, they had this big funeral for a keg. Um, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So I heard about this a few years ago. And the reason why it kind of came to my attention is while I was researching there's a brewery in Worthington now called the Forbidden Barrel Brewery Company. So, oh wow, yeah. So I love that it's kind of come full circle. <laughs> and there's an adorable picture of the the husband and wife that own it wearing their later hosen and their little like German gear. Uh, so I really want to come visit it sometime. But like just a funny little story because you think about all these goofy things that happen in history. We like to think about people in the past being stuffy and. You know, like this just seems like such a funny thing. Like you could totally see somebody now being like, yeah, well, we're going to take the party. We're going to have a funeral and in your face. So 
Yeah, yeah. and we're going to get another kind of a fun keg. Story. <laughs> and when that keg's gone, we're yeah. going to have a funeral for that one. I mean, I do want to mention the very end of the article. It says the evening they reassembled, burning an effigy of the man <laughs> that broke the keg. But it doesn't sound like any violence broke out. So, I mean, <laughs> shenanigans all around. Right. Just shenanigans. No one got I mean, hurt. Really just drunk it's... people being silly. And yeah. I can always get behind that as long as no one gets hurt. Absolutely. No, you got you got to ha- be uh, good or happy about a happy drunk. You know, yeah, I mean, I would love to argue this is like the origin of happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the funeral, like the, 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 keg, the keg funeral is just chef's kiss. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, oh my so gosh, that's amazing. I, a tough act to follow, but I figured it's a good lighthearted one to start things out, <laughs> especially with beers at hand. Absolutely, I well, I'm done. I, I can't <laughs> that was do it. All I got. There's there's nothing. I'm, now we're talking about parasites, Leah. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and it's actually like every time I go camping with people, we're sitting on a fire, like looking for things to talk about, and just like you guys know a lot about parasites, and then proceed to just bore everybody about my much too detailed knowledge about parasites right yeah as you as you look at the campfire and saying you know that campfire probably has this many parasites in it and you know so and so used to burn their victims to death okay leah no more crime broadcasts for you (laughs) all right well true all right what you got i will i don't have anything uh you, <laughs> you just you, need to react you to went, all my stupid history stories oh my gosh you went above and beyond i just oh, you don't even know things. i was like practicing my spiel in the car I, man like i love this shit <laughs> i love it i we love the have a drunk, we get our own drunk history podcast where we both just get drunk and i bore you with my history stories <laughs> that's okay that's okay I, I can always add color to that yeah. yes <laughs> that's what i'm good at um, so, you know, I was just going about and, and, you know, again, the medical history, looking at things, medicine and things that they used to mean been done and thinking about, okay, you know, what's something that I could get into that, even though it was something that was frowned upon, or it is frowned upon now, it's just thinking, hey, you know what, uh, yeah, why, why can't we bring that back? And uh, mostly it was thinking about, you know, when, when cocaine, meth, a heroin, all that oh. stuff was legal. I'm glad you know? you're going that direction. So like, let's put tobacco smoke in people's butts. Like right? that was a big thing. <laughs> I did see that one too. Yes, exactly. Who started that? Like, <laughs> or else one of them where, where they, uh, they, uh, so now I'm getting off on this tangent. They were talking about uh, different uh, medical procedures that was done in the past. And they have this guy that's holding this, like this ball and and it's like what is that it's like oh that was a gallstone that he removed himself by sticking uh or uh, uh, something into his taint you know <laughs> so basically the perineum uh Let's or get scientific here yeah exactly uh and they said that that was an uh, a common thing to be able to to uh go through that way to be able to um gather what was in like gallstones and stuff like that so so yeah but he had this this huge ball and so it's like well i could see that it definitely needed to come out but that yeah, that seems like a methods, bad though. place Whoa. but but yeah so uh legalize drugs get them back out there uh <laughs> give them to your kids give them and, to everybody's every street corner just hand out drugs absolutely uh, you know they they were they worked until they became habit forming. Uh, you know, that was the only problem with it. Yeah, just so. pump the brakes and take it easy, guys. Just like a little Coke. Right. Just a little bit of heroin. That's all you need. <laughs> all I know is like dare programs, like, okay, I don't want to I want to flex, but in fifth grade, I won the Delalio Elementary School uh dare essay contest. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I definitely thought that I would be offered more drugs as an adult <laughs> based on the dare teachings. Like everyone's <laughs> going to be giving you drugs. No one's you giving know, me drugs. You know what's really I mean, sad? like other than like an ibuprofen, but Right, right, exactly. Uh yeah, there's no there's no open people there just saying, "Here, you want some drugs?" Um, but Maybe you know what's really cool sad? Yet. Mm. Over the years, I, I still remember. Did you know there was a dare song? Do you remember the dare song? Oh, yeah. We had to sing it at school. Dare to keep a kid off drugs. Dare to keep a kid off dope. Dare to give a kid well, some but... help. 
dare to give a kid some hope. Yeah, exactly. I I remember remember like like, when they would like, so I went to like a DOD school. So I lived on base, you know, we had like the military police come in there and talk about drugs. And I remember them bringing like this suitcase, like super creepy suitcase full of drugs. And it was like the fake drugs. You knew what it looked like. And I just were like, what is that stuff? They're just, oh, it's not real. Like, so if it's not real drugs, like, why are you showing this to us? Like, it was just weird to think that there was a company out there that literally manufactured suitcases full of fake drugs. God, there's, like, a great movie in that somewhere, right? Like, somebody that buys wholesale a bunch of, like, old, like, dare drug suitcases and is trying to, like, sell them on the black market. Oh, my gosh. You just feel that idea, listeners. Yeah, yeah. You just came up with a new uh, gold. (laughs) A new Jason Sudeikis comedy. That's right. (laughs) Call me. Right, exactly. (laughs) All right. So that's that's one what I was getting into. Nice. Um, so it's terrible. Don't 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 patronize me. (laughs) You know how good I am with segues. You got the good stuff. I'm I'm, I'm feeling I, I'm just like, oh yeah, here's my next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is one I got into, and like a lot of the like the history stuff I get into is because of podcasts. So I'm a big fan of last uh, podcast on the left, and they normally do like cryptids, monsters, killers, true crime kind of runs the gamut but i love it because that it's actually like very in-depth and they do have good show notes too and yeah. i remember a couple of years ago like just being really fascinated because they did an episode on a story i guess i thought i knew which is the story of bonnie and clyde oh sure yeah so i mean like i've seen the movie everyone knows who bonnie and clyde is they've got the iconic photos of like bonnie with that gun on her hip and both you know she's got the gun holding up on the guy you know and always this kind of sexy story about these like crazy young kids that were just you know driving across the, the the great plains shooting things up and didn't care and you know got got killed for their crazy ways right um, exactly yeah, but like the real story is like so much crazier and darker than that. And there's just a few little like points in that story that just kind of blow my mind. So again, disclaimer, like some of this is if I remember some of it I'm reading off Wikipedia and other things I might just be making up. So, you know, do your own research, kids, whatever. <laughs> I'm drinking. You can so, decide which one is which. <laughs> yeah, figure it out yourself. Um, so like again like the thing that kind of blows away is like yeah they were so young um so bonnie ran away from home and got married when she was 16 um mm. she didn't marry she didn't meet clyde yet uh but she was actually married for three years before she met him and uh he was kind of a ne'er-do-well as well like their relationship ended he went off to prison um it doesn't really say they ever got divorced or why that their relationship kind of fell apart but um they did say that she actually wore his wedding ring till the day she died so I mean, I guess there's something there. Yeah. Um, but she did meet Clyde when he he was 21 and she was 19. So still like super babies, right? Oh, yeah. Um, they actually only met each other for about three months before Clyde went to prison. Oh. Uh, because Clyde was, he was the fifth of six or seven like kids. And so he started petty crimes, stealing cars, larceny, like all these little crimes. And eventually caught up to them. Ended up in prison uh, down in Texas. Had a horrible time in prison. Like he it talked a lot and wrote a lot about how he was, he was beat up. He was sexually abused. He was targeted by gangs. Um, he actually ended up killing the person who was sexually assaulting him by uh, bashing his skull in with a pipe. Mm. And the only reason why he got out of prison was because another inmate like took the rap for him. Cause the other inmates like I'm serving a life sentence. I'm going to confess to this. You know, you're a young kid. You got your life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So like, like that's not bad enough. Like the other option in prison at that time was hard labor. So Clyde was desperate not to get sentenced to hard labor. So he actually had someone cut off two of his toes <laughs> so that he could not be eligible for hard labor. So he actually limped like noticeably the rest of his life because of that. Oh, wow. Um, so he served a few years in prison. His mother actually is the reason he got released. She basically pleaded on his behalf and said he's a good boy. You know, he's really young. You know, he's made mistakes. Give him another chance. So he gets out of prison and hooks back up with Bonnie. And, um, you know, if 
there's a lot of stories talking about like Clyde's motivation if he wanted to be famous, if he was trying to be like a Robin Hood figure. But um, a lot of the stories talk about how his time in prison is really what drove him to commit crime. He wanted to exact revenge on this system that, you know, had done these horrible things to him. You know, whether or not that's true, uh, you hear conflicting reports because it also sounds like he's kind of just a cold stone sociopath, but <laughs> just a little bad. I think you want to find the reason sometimes behind why bad people do bad things. Yeah. And on the whole, they didn't really kill civilians. They did kill officers. Um, so they ended up getting a pretty bad reputation pretty quickly. Um, so like I said, a lot of the stuff you kind of know, we got the Barrow gang, which is Clyde and Bonnie and their crew. And they're, they're knocking off grocery stores, banks, you know, kind of picking off the low hanging fruit in most of the communities. So sure. Clyde loved to drive fast. Uh, he was usually the getaway driver. So I thought an interesting fact was that he ended up crashing the car and he ended up crashing the car so bad getting away that the um, battery in the car basically exploded and sprayed Bonnie with battery acid oh wow the burns were so bad uh that they said that her bone was visible oh god um, and of course yeah they're on the run they're not going to go to the to the, the hospital or anybody and basically like bonnie's leg healed in such a way that it like curled up and she was not able to move her legs oh, wow. so this kind of happened right before they were really getting on the national profile. So you have to think about all these images of Bonnie and Clyde, like Bonnie had to be picked up and carried out of the vehicle. Like she couldn't even go to the bathroom without somebody helping her. And they wow. talk about how Clyde and the rest of the gang were like, you need to go home, Bonnie. Like this shit's getting real. You can't walk. And she refused to leave his side. She was in it ride, ride or die. Wow. For better or worse. Yeah. So things get bad. Like the whole reading this story, like again, like the romance completely falls away because the whole time you're just like, you stupid kids, just stop. Just stop. Like, right, right. You could turn yourself in. And I mean, maybe Clyde knows that like death's probably better than going back to prison. You know, Bonnie yeah. doesn't know that. But, you know, I think that's really what drives a lot of him to just keep going forward. There's no reason to stop because, you know, either keep going to you die or you kill yourself. Right. So things get from bad to worse. Um, we all know kind of how it ends. Like one of the crazy things, like right the day before they end up getting gunned down, um, they are staying at a hotel and they get ambushed by the police and the FBI. And they've got family with them. It's like Clyde's brother and his sister-in-law that are with them. And like under the rain of bullets in their hotel room, they end up getting out the car and driving away. In the process, like the glass gets shot out of the back of their car and like his sister-in-law gets so much glass in her face that she's blinded. Oh, and gosh, his brother-in-law wow. literally gets like a piece of his skull blown off. They talk about in the records how they could see his brain. Like, yikes. Again, yeah. stop. Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> Give up. Like, this isn't worth it. No, nope. please stop. Continued on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the final run ends up being with the you know, all the law enforcement basically know exactly where they're going, waiting for them and unloading just bullets after bullets on them, which, you know, even now you just think is like, it's so crazy to think that they just got completely mowed down with all mm -hmm. these bullets. Right. Not but, that there'd be but, any recourse, you know, like I said, they were public enemy number one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they were, they were just doing, they were out and about, I mean, just uh, causing chaos wherever they went. So, so yeah, at that time, they didn't, didn't really care about uh, due diligence or, or, you know, whatever they're, they're, they're what they were deserved to them was what they got. Yeah. Well, and this is, like I said, everyone knows kind of how it ends. And I think what's really like interesting to me about this story is that like true crime is really popular right now. There is a shitload of TV shows, movies, books, podcasts, but like this feels like a modern phenomenon and it's totally not like people have always been obsessed with true crime. And like the weirdest part is like people went apeshit when Bonnie and Clyde were killed like people from the countryside went, they were digging bullets out of the trees. Someone stole Clyde's trigger finger in the oh, morgue. Yeah. Wow. Like the car toured the country. Um, like it's crazy to think just how like, like again, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to totally have a coffee cup with uh, you know Ted Bundy on it. Cause I like serial killer stuff. Right. Like that, none of us are pulling bullets out of trees right. <laughs> through human bodies. I mean, maybe <laughs> somebody out there, but like that level of fanaticism is just wild to me. 
And it kind of shows just how like crazy obsessed everyone was with that story even then. Well, so, that, there was nothing else going on at the time. I mean, there was no no internet. There was no TV. There was barely radio. And word got out fast. They said that, okay, so the town where they got murdered, the little town in Louisiana, about 2,000 people. They said within hours, there was over 12,000 people there to see the car wow. and the bodies. Like, wow. what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get a video on you know Snapchat, but like, that's, it's crazy. So like it's it's weird to think that it like even now like as big as the names Bonnie and Clyde are because of movies and popular culture like even then it's just wild to think that many people in Louisiana uh came out to see a spectacle like that like right right exactly that's crazy yeah you can't get much more famous than that <laughs> yeah i also really like that they in the note in the wikipedia that during the time when everybody was there in the town beer norm- normally sold for 15 cents a bottle and it jumped to 25 cents <laughs> so i mean i guess good on clyde there at the end you know he really had Yay, capitalism yep. <laughs> and as it says the sandwiches quickly sold out quickly <laughs> oh gosh yeah <laughs> yeah just crazy oh wow that's crazy. That's an amazing story. Yeah, like, I mean, and this is, like, honestly, it's just the tip of the t- iceberg. You can keep reading on, especially about all the stuff that happened afterwards with the car and the bodies. Like, yeah, we could spend a whole separate podcast, which is probably out there. I'm sure somebody has a Bonnie and Clyde oh, podcast, but... I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I just thought it was... It's a really interesting rabbit hole to go down, and one that I guess I, again... Truth is stranger than fiction. I thought I knew this story, and it's just totally not what I thought. Right, right. Well, and especially when uh, things that are happening at that time uh, or day and age or whatever, it, it's uh, you, you can only go with what is uh, published. And, you know, right. sometimes what is published isn't really completely true, isn't completely honest, isn't really what what happened. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that when you have the story or you have the truth, you want to print the story because the story is going to sell more than the truth in a lot of cases. But, you know, wow. it sounds like this is kind of one of those cases where it's just the opposite, where the, the truth is is held back because yeah. uh, it is so fanatical. Yeah, well, and I think it's always interesting when you're reading anything in history to remember, like, history is written by the winners. Um, Mm. So especially now where we're kind of getting a better sense of, like, looking at historical events, like this thing you can hold in your hand and look and see all the angles, you know. I think this is, like, a lot of that pushback people get about American history, like, teaching about the skeletons in our closet. Because I know growing up, we didn't really learn a lot about the Great Plains Indians and thinking of that as massacres. Uh, I don't think I even until I was in college and started reading a lot of the literature from like the early Puritan society where they were there was all these stories about, you know, getting attacked by Indians written by Puritans. And it's just like, well, you're at their fucking land and you also killed their people. So like, yeah, they're totally justified in coming and killing your your livestock. And they're just getting back at you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, you're not the victims in this. Like, you're the bad guys. Right. Right. That meme all over again. Guys, are we the baddies? But I think that <laughs> I think it's something that especially like Gen Xer and younger have had to wrestle with is because like we're that we're this transition period where we're realizing like you have to acknowledge the dark parts of history to really understand the geopolitical climate and older generations that have been spoon fed this whole like whitewashed American history are having a real hard time accepting like that our forefathers did and mothers did bad things and not always for like the best reasons. Right. Well, and, and I think that's also where the, the tides have turned now is that, you know, especially I would assume that that a part of it is the age of the Internet coming in mm. and having all this information available to you now. You know, before it's either the information that you are um, that you know about is the what is being fed to you. Now you have this uh, ability to be able to see and experience and be able to research so much easier um, than, you know, even going to a library or a number of libraries to be able to find out what the truth is. But everything is right there uh, on the internet. And when it's there, when it's, um, you know, historical documents, because it is right there in front of you telling you what happened, it's hard to do what 
our parents did and just say, oh, you know, that must have been just hearsay or else we don't talk about that because we don't really we don't really want to accept that that's that's what actually happened. You know, yeah. we don't want to own up to it. Um, and and that's where, you know, uh, yeah, it's tough because, you know, our generation is kind of stuck in the middle of it uh, because you got the Gen Xers that are uh, out there or not Gen X, but the um, uh whatever the boomers that are out there that are you know still the old way of doing it and you got the millennials that are like hey we got we know all this information um and yeah yeah the, i even i would even say x and y um are kind of stuck in the middle you know where it's just like you know we're we kind of we're, we're learning about this now and and we're kind of agreeing you know there's there's people are taking sides either the sides of the boomers saying you know what i just i just want to believe with what was told to me and then you have the other people that are kind of more like the gen uh the millennials that are saying you know what i can go out and i can research this and i can see for myself and i can make that that uh assumption that yeah uh this is wrong. Uh, we need to uh, own up to it. We need to um, not embrace it, but um, we need to uh, accept it, accept that that shit happened. And uh, it wasn't us, but it was still something that that we could do to be able to try to make things different so that we don't have to worry about this going forward. Well, and I think that it brings like a really interesting question because I, I think that's a lot the divide probably between older generations and younger generations is this sense of responsibility for oh, yeah. the actions of the past because this is like the, the pushback which is like well I can't control who like where I was born who I was born to like why am I responsible for my ancestors and it's like well you're not responsible for your ancestors but you're responsible for fixing the issues that your ancestors perpetuated. You know, like if your ancestors owned slaves, they're, you know, they settled on stolen land. Uh, they exploited people like, yeah, you should be doing everything in your power to make sure that you're telling that story to people and that you're making, you know, reparations either financially or otherwise, because, yeah, why aren't we giving land back? Why aren't we, you know, correcting these errors, these, uh, those like historical crimes? I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. And right the echoes of that are like, I remember people saying like, well, you know, I never owned slaves, so I don't understand how, you know, I have any responsibility for that. It's just like, well, you have generations and again, slavery is not as far away as everyone likes to think it was. No, right. um, Generations impacted by that. Like if your parents couldn't, your, your great, great grandparents couldn't own land and didn't have any wealth. Like that has echoes through generations of people. And that's the consequences of what you're having right now. And like not acknowledging that is, not healthy. <laughs> no, no. And, and all it does is creates uh, even uh, more and more of a divide, unfortunately. Well, I mean, like no one ever wants to feel like they have the upper hand in life. And it's like the whole, the whole like the idea of privilege, like everyone feels like, well, I'm not privileged. You know, I have to do everything by hard work. And it's just like, eh, the fuck you don't like. Right, right. Yeah. yeah you don't You've got a lot of things that yeah go in your favor just because of yes. who you are, how you, you were raised, where you were raised. You yeah. Know. yeah. And you can't Absolutely. again, you can't choose who your parents are. You can't decide where you're born, but you can decide what to do with that once you have it. And acknowledging that privilege and working to equalize things and raise up people who have been marginalized or harmed in our culture is huge. Like and I think that's something that our generations feel and value. And we struggle with because older generations just don't. Right, right. Yeah, they just they just think we're stupid because we're we're actually thinking about those types of things. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to think about other people, you socialist? Yeah. Uh, you want to uh, save the world. And it's Ooh. like those soapboxy we've gotten in a while. It's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been kind of on a it's a bit of a mood yeah. for a while so yeah <laughs> live on soapboxes yeah yeah exactly most of the time they're wrong uh but <laughs> they're mine that's what counts <laughs> all right well you know speaking of divides here's a here's a good transition <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> terrible. Speaking of divides, one of the things that that kind of historical that I'd love to 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 see happen again and to um, uh, get into is uh, map making. Ooh. 
Yeah, you like huh? Yeah, topography. Cartography. Um, cartography. There you go. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So that was something that I I was thinking about it. Going, you know, that's something that is kind of a lost art. Uh, it's just been too easy to be able to, uh, you know, do something on the con- on the computer, uh, mm-hmm. be able to map something out uh, through Google, or you know, even have the 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 street cam out there to be able to map something out. And and it's great that we have all this knowledge, but there are a lot of maps out there that was driven that was drawn over the years that had a lot of uh, you know. F- forgotten about information uh you know just uh, thinking about uh even 20 30 years ago you know seeing what maps looked like uh for countries that are in uh europe uh in even africa uh, and you know this kind of comes to light with the olympics you know when you when you see the opening ceremonies it's like i've never heard of this place it's like oh yeah it's this and and it's like oh i used to know it as something else um so to, to be able to see that that there's all this stuff that's out there that that at one point was mapped at one point had all this historic information uh, in Istanbul, not Constantinople. Um, <laughs> I, I I think so is fascinating that you know it's out there. It's kind of a lost art, and you know we also have all these great great you know uh, very accurate drawings of uh, where everything lies. But um, to be able to have, you know, something and a, a little artistic uh, touch to it, I think is great, is great. So I know this is like not related to map making, but I think it's fascinating, the psychological aspect. So are you aware of like the different kinds of world maps that exist? Uh, so I am aware, but I've never actually looked too much into it. Uh, I did see one recently where they were showing on how uh, Alaska looks like or looks at the United States. Uh, and and I don't know if it was actually a, a, a true one or not, but it was, it was literally a, it was a very detailed map of Alaska and where Alaska is usually out over in the corner. It mm-hmm. was the rest of the 48 United States that was in the corner. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I just always think it's interesting because like, okay, so um, like the map that of the world that most at least Americans are used to thinking of seeing the world is called the uh, Mercator map. Okay. And it's, yeah, like the, if you are picturing what a world map looks like on the wall of your elementary school, like this is exactly it. Yeah. And it like is very distorted, like right, the point right. where the United States looks huge and uh, Africa looks small. And like Greenland really like, is this huge place. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alaska looks huge. And I think it's really fascinating when you start kind of digging into all these different map styles that actually show like the land masses proportionate. Like uh, oh, there's one yeah. called the Pierce Quincical one. And it's, it's kind of like if you did like an aerial view, like smashed down from the, uh, the North pole, I think okay. it's neat because it really gives you a sense of scale and it shows you like just how much smaller North America is than South America it's so, so much smaller than Africa. Like Africa is so much huger than any of our maps get it credit for. Um, right. In Alaska, you're smaller than we think. Uh, but like, I just think it's really interesting how um, you can look at something that you, you take for granted your whole life, or even like if you see maps that um, are tilted. So you're not looking at the Atlantic Ocean, you're looking at the Pacific Ocean. Right, and right. Seeing the earth that way. Um, yeah, I just think it's the psychology of kind of like how we view the world and even how we see how important parts of the world are is very interesting just because, you know, none of us are probably going to get to space unless you become a billionaire anytime soon. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so seeing, yeah, like how, how the world really looks like, you know, it really shapes how you conceptualize things. Right. Yeah, that was one of the things growing up uh, that I I always had an interest in Australia just because it was, you know, kind of out in the middle of nowhere and, yeah. you know, seeing what the size is. I mean, it, it you think of it as a small, tiny island, but it's it's the Huge. size of the United States. It's roughly the same size. So I was always fascinated by uh, Madagascar off of Africa. And then when I saw like all the weird plants and stuff they have, I'm just like, I'm sold on it. Oh, yeah. One of these days we're going to get there. I used to have a friend when I was in college, uh, Yumi, 
she worked in the kitchen with me and she was from Madagascar and oh wow like Yumi was hilarious she was this tiny little gal and she just had the funniest observations because you know coming to America for college was her first time leaving Madagascar and yeah. like the thing that fascinated her most is apparently there's nobody there's nobody who's obese in Madagascar and okay. she would see obese people and she would just turn to me and be like what's inside of them like what do you mean what's inside of them it's like what is all that like it's fat and organs and meat like what else would you expect me to say like she was just mind blown oh wow like, wow welcome to america sorry <laughs> you'll see a lot of them <laughs> yeah because it was like this woman with like this really big belly and she's just like that's not baby like no don't talk to don't ask don't yeah <laughs> don't ask Rule number one do. never ask Never ask. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you had a baby shower. You do not ask. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hi, yeah. Yumi. I'm sure you're listening to this. <laughs> Absolutely. We're gonna. She's gonna be on our next show. She somehow uh, reconnected with me after years, and <laughs> so uh, I have a surprise for you. Yumi's oh on the other line. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She she's calling in from Madagascar. Yay. Yeah. That was actually yeah, like so. the highlight of working in the kitchen at at a, at a college was that I got to work with like all the foreign exchange students worked in the kitchen because it was the only place that they could get employed. So yeah, I worked with like the Jamaican exchange students and the Japanese exchange students. We had like an oh, Egyptian wow. exchange student. Yeah, they were the best. That's awesome. <laughs> I got to like um, teach them the American ways. <laughs> mostly just apparently explaining how fat people exist. So Right, exactly. <laughs> That's America 101. It's fat people. They're everywhere. See, when I went to school, when I went to school and, and we went to the same school, but when I went to school, the only uh, exchange students were from Norway. I mean, it just seemed like just everyone from Norway was there. So uh, yeah. I also had a really good friend that was a German exchange student. Um, okay. And um, Yannick was great because um, so here in the Midwest, we have Hutterites and they are very like kind of think like the Amish, a little, little different than the Amish. Kind of um, Amish like. Huh? Like Amish light, yes. Yeah. Uh, they definitely, you know, wear like old bed sheets for dresses and stuff. But they all speak German. So yeah. like the best was going with Yannick to like Savers and seeing like gaggles of uh, Hutterites sitting there talking. And Yannick was very gay, like super out there, like flamboyant. No apologies. He had no problem with it. But we'd go shopping at Savers and like the Hutterites would be like talking shit about him. So he would just go there and start talking to him in German, asking like, you know, oh, where did you get this dress? Did you make it? Oh, it's so nice. Like <laughs> these women could have just shriveled up into like a mouse hole and disappeared. They were so embarrassed. It was. Oh, my gosh. Peak. Great. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so my last history lesson um, out of left field. You know huh. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. Okay. I'm gonna give my last one because yours okay. is gonna be so much better than mine. Well, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's kind of depressing, sort of slash weird, but good, good. I'm looking nutshell. forward to that because <laughs> because I ran out of things and I was just <laughs> like I don't know what else Leah, to talk just about. Just deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know what else to talk about. So so I chose something that was really lame. However, it is historical. Um, you know, <laughs> talking about. Uh, one thing that I'm getting into is classic furniture. You know, the what well, define classic furniture like so, wicker? Well, not so much Rocks? wicker, but uh, but uh, anything that's made with actual wood. How about that? Uh, that's probably yeah. Um, so the one of the things that I I hate about furniture nowadays, especially furniture shopping, is that everything is prefab. Well, oh yeah, it's like particle board and yeah. Or everything I should say everything that wrench. I can afford anyway is all yeah. prefab. So, um, so I, uh, you know, and I love Ikea for how they look and everything, but all prefab. I hate it. I just, it doesn't last very long. Solid wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have chairs that my parents gave me that they got when they were in college that <laughs> is still stand up and I have no problems whatsoever. Never had any problems. They're 50 years old. The, these, uh, this, this chair or two chairs that I have, uh, yet, yet I've bought, 
I three or four different pieces of furniture that I've had to be repaired multiple times. And by repaired, what they do is they come in and they put a piece of metal on it and they just nail it in the piece of metal to try to be, you know, give it some stability because the, yeah, because the particle board inside just snapped and they don't want to uh, replace it. So that's how they, the, how they fix it by just um, adding more, more metal to it. What's that? It's like braces for your furniture. Yeah, yeah that's what they're doing. And, and so, so it's just like, you know what, what I could really get into is getting back into having classic furniture, even bring back the, the retro styles of the sixties and the fifties. I think it's all great. And it held up uh, all of it held up. So, you know, this is something like, okay, so I have a, a solid Oak dresser. I love it. Oh, um, yeah. it it's kind of like, you gotta like, you know, shake the drawers to get them out, but they still yep. have like the dove dovetail like um edges like it's we, solid we have one furniture. too yeah well i remember like when i was i don't know probably like middle school my dad going to like driving through these like small towns in minnesota and hitting all these antique shops and that's okay. where we ended up finding my dresser because yeah. he refused to buy yeah particle board or garbage from ikea because he's right. like you know what if it survived this long it'll probably survive another generation or two so I, yeah, same boat. I would say most of the good furniture I have, I've gotten from antique shops or hand-me-downs because it's solid wood. Yeah. Yeah, you can't find anything that is new, which, uh, granted, a, a lot of times when I want to try to find new furniture, I don't want to have something that has a lot of stains on it. I don't want to have something that I don't know what, what is inside of it. You know, that's that's the, the yeah, wrong... Yeah, like when it comes to, like, upholstered stuff, it's sort of a grab bag, but... Exactly. So tables, that's why... Hardwood chairs, bookshelves. Yeah. Like, if I right. see a bookshelf at a thrift shop, I just buy it. Like, that's a mm -hmm. weird impulse, but I'm like, I do have a lot of books. And I'd re much rather buy like a solid wood bookshelf than like, yeah, the particle board ones. I famously bought one at Shopco and assembled myself and it literally like poof, broke to oh. pieces after I put the books in it. Right. The guy's like, oh, it's actually not rated for more than like 18 pounds or something. I'm like, how's it supposed to hold books? Are you kidding right. me? It was like an eight foot bookshelf and it, yeah, it broke with books on it. So terrible. Money returned. It's terrible. So, so yeah. So let's Cheers bring back that. the. Let's bring back the uh, bring back the, some good furniture and like furniture maybe furniture. like us poors can afford because I'm not gonna <laughs> I can't go to like the Amish whatever there's right. I I don't think you know I will admit I don't know if I've actually bought any new furniture I take that back we did buy a couch from Target the kind you have to snap together because we needed something in the basement but that was because it was oh. COVID and it was literally like the only thing we could find but okay yeah, sure, I don't know sure. if I've ever bought new to me furniture which sounds terrible because even my mattress came from my brother so right I, so we went we went mattress shopping the other day because we were thinking oh and yeah we're gonna cheat ourselves yeah they're super expensive no. Why? and they're uncomfortable no That's, they're terrible it is i mean so, not that i think it matters because i usually have a pug sleeping in my bed and a fat cat and then dusty so like <laughs> you're not going to get comfortable anyway just get a shitty mattress and live your life right right so so we're yeah, never so, going to get a mattress company to advertise in our podcast no 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 we are okay no purple uh no casper yeah yeah i i mean <laughs> Our mattress is fine. Like, trust me, the, the the grind of existing and the stress of my life ensures that I sleep great because I just pass out so I can forget about the world. Right, right. I mean, I can sleep on the floor. It'd be fine. Yeah, I can't. Well, mattress ain't my problem. I need, a, I, need a, I need a new, a new bed. My back is killing me. I need a new drug. <laughs> I need a new drug. That's what it is. That's yeah. Huey Lewis, the news. Cue it up. Yeah. <laughs> you can use that, right? That's relative for right. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get it happening. It's on. We're on Spotify. It's, there it's, you go. It's Everyone just go listen to I Need a New Drug. It is a great song and I love Huey Lewis and the News. Right. Or you can do the Weird Al version, I Need a New Duck. Also solid. <laughs> con maybe one of the like top five concerts was seeing Weird Al in concert. You say that. I just, I. Oh, it was fantastic. It was, it was the opposite. Uh, opposite I was sober. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. All right. All right. So last story. Uh, I even wore my shirt for it. So this is a repping for we the movies. We Hate Movies oh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have listened to We Hate Movies for like, God, probably almost 15 years now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe not 15 years, at least 10 years. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite bad movie podcasts. 
And uh, I learned about this from their podcast because they were talking about the 1956 film classic, The Conqueror. The Conqueror. You may wonder, what is The Conqueror? What is The Conqueror? It's a horrible movie. It stars John Wayne and Susan Hayward. It's a Howard Hughes film. Oh. And this is the best part. It stars John Wayne as Genghis Khan. (laughs) (laughs) that's right yes they did it so if you want to see the duke pretend to be oh my mongolian mongolian yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's about as bad as i have actually not seen it um i've watched excerpts that's the closest i've got it is listed in the book of 50 worst movies of all time um yes it's Awful in every way possible. Like we can't even touch this with a ten foot pole, pretend like anybody had anything good to do with this. It was the fifties, <laughs> so whatever. But <laughs> the thing that I think makes it interesting, aside from the Duke playing Genghis, it actually Genghis is pronounced Khan. Genghis Khan, as I was Genghis. Good, good. Genghis Khan. If you listen yeah. to Hardcore History, which you should, they have a fantastic three part episode about Genghis Khan. Ha! Huh. You never thought Mongolian history was interesting. You're wrong. Uh, but check it out. <laughs> so the movie was like a apparently a respectable box office hit, a critical flop. But the thing that I thought was interesting, so they shot the movie in um, on site in St. George, U- Utah. You know, okay. they wanted to have this desert feel, desolate feel, lots of horses, lots of, um, you know, beautiful sweeping landscapes. So the thing to remember is that this location is downwind from uh, the area where they used to do nuclear testing. Oh, so in 1953, they did 11 above ground nuclear weapons tests, like just up the hill from this place they were shooting. And if that doesn't make it worse for the reshoots, they actually shipped in the dirt from location to the studio. Sure. Why not? So, of the 220 film crew members, 91 of them developed cancer. Oh, wow. And 46 of them died from it. Didn't the Duke get die from cancer, too? So, here's the thing. Um, John Wayne, uh, yeah, famously died from cancer. Um, and he died from what? Um, Wasn't it uh, throat? No. It was lung, throat or lung cancer. But yeah. basically... The running theory, and they mentioned this in the podcast, was that this movie killed the Duke. Like, he killed the Duke. <laughs> he is one of the people that was exposed to so much radiation in that Utah desert that it probably is the reason he got cancer and died, mm-hmm. which is horrific. <laughs> like, holy <Right>. shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. What was it said? Um, since the primary cast and crew about two okay, um, statistically the odds of developing cancer from people at forty three percent. So like they like way way out outweighed the number of like the average people who die from cancer from this. So like there's there's very little doubt that like this movie probably killed the Duke. Right. Oh gosh. Wow. Uh, which wow, what a terrible note to go out on because who? <laughs> Why? Why? Why did somebody decide we need this movie? I, you know, uh, just, uh, it's just a time of bad. 111 minutes. What? 111 minutes. Oh, I thought Too you said long. under 11 minutes. I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> um, 111 minutes. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I like how generous Wikipedia is by saying Wayne, who was at the height of his career, had lobbied for the role after reading the script and was widely believed to have been grossly miscast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think? would say so. I would say so. Yeah, yep, that's our appropriation. <laughs> you know, this all that all kind of just is, goes in with the 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 rant that we went on earlier. <laughs> the cultural appropriation and not not realizing what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Somebody <laughs> thought this was a and as a screenwriter, I'm just like, "Oh boy." <laughs> right. Even then again, so like what a mixed bag. I mean, still blackface happened at that time. I mean, well, and even now, I mean, people are always black. Or I, I see things on Twitter where it's like, hey, we're gonna have this. Uh, like even recently, it's a it's a high profile story about a Mexican American, and they're just like, oh, we got some white old white dude directing it. 
Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But better get a white American actress to play the lead. Like, right, right. Yeah, it's it's something we're obviously still working through. Yep, indeed. That's my kind way of saying, like, figure your shit out. <laughs> figure it out. Uh, I, this is a rant because I know my sister-in-law does not listen to this show, but uh, she was telling me that like movies need to stop glamorizing um, uh, LGBTQ people and, and minorities. Mm. I was like, what do you mean glamorizing? She's like, well, they're always in all these movies and stuff. I'm like, that's because they exist and yeah. they have stories and that they should be told. Like, that's not glamorizing. And I know you, but like, there's a lot of LGBT stories that are not glamorous because it talks about how horrible people treat them and how society has discriminated against them. So I don't know if that's glamour, but yeah. 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 But you know, it, it's not glamour. It's attention. They get all the it's attention. It's not a movie, so it must be glamour. That, that's right, my, maybe right. I'm just missing it. That's what it is. That's what it is. And we're we're salty tonight. Yes. Yes. I blame the PBR. <laughs> I only had one I, though, so that, that I don't have that for a good excuse. I I I, I drank a, a, almost a a gallon of water today. That's how far I got. So I, I love your your uh, dedication to getting like the water cooler sized jug. <laughs> nice work. It's exactly what it was. However, it does have a handle, so I can hold on to it. So now you gotta do like the the like uh, CrossFit thing where they put the time of the day where you're supposed to be drinking, so you're staying on top of your hydration. Someone I want a coffee told, mug that size. Yeah, yeah, someone told me. Yeah, to be able to put put different, you know, there's different lines on here, so I can say I'm supposed to be done at this time by this time. Ooh, or this you can make it to like, oh, I'm almost at the point where I have no will to live. Better keep drinking. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Have another <sighs> quick drink. Oh, all right. Well, hey, we do have, um, you know, that's our show. Yeah, that's our show. But we have an we exciting one it. coming up next. Very well, different with a guest. Let's let's go with it. one second. One second before we Still do that. Thunder. Yes. Just Sorry. wait, wait one second. We're going to no. we'll talk about that. But no, what I was going to say is that we actually had someone. um communicate with us someone talk to us to us on on twitter um so i want to give a shout out to pod nation um so i follow a bunch of different podcasts you know groups and everything and so i was just striking up a conversation and uh so uh yeah so i um uh, asked i said so what what are you getting into and uh this is kind of how the conversation went that says uh as in shows that i'm currently watching i'm like you know you, well Anything. you can talk about shows or what else you know i just kind of wanted to you know see you know that's what our podcast is about is asking what you're getting into and um so yes they said uh you know let's see traveling uh so this person went from texas back to uh california uh so having to have that trip yep i understand that i was like yeah i all this traveling that's that's great um hiking uh remodeling their house uh which they said painting sucks um it does (laughs) This is what I, 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 so there was a couple of things that they were talking about TVs, uh, TV shows that they're watching. And uh, first one is Dave. Have you seen Dave yet? No. Dave is on FX. And uh, do you remember the guy, uh, the rapper Lil Dicky that came out a while, a while ago? Yeah. You talk about how, how small his penis is and everything. Well, yeah. he's got a TV show on, on uh, FX. Oh. Uh, it just came out with the second season. And so, uh, so yeah, so I've been watching that. And uh, so is this uh, person from Pod Nation. Uh, also, they're watching Dave, can, or I'm sorry, Kevin can fuck himself. Um, good things. I've heard good things, but I just, I, I haven't gotten into it. So uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, trying to do that one. That's one probably not for the kids. Um, Wise. <laughs> and they're also watching uh, Naruto Shippuden. Is that how it is? It's anime. Naruto? Yeah. 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 Nailed Shippuden? It. Sure. Shibuti? Shibuti. Shibuti. Um, yeah. And so watching movies in the theater again, something you're getting into. I agree. That would be great. I haven't done it yet. but um, And it says Olympics is awesome, but I haven't watched as much as I would like. Um, so, yeah. So, I... Uh, I, I responded saying, you know, hey, that's great that you're getting into these things, but you know, it, it seems kind of kind of trivial. I mean, is there anything else in there? Just trying to get, you know, kind of yeah, a meat just kind of digging. 
Yeah. So they said, you know, I wasn't sure what to include, but traveling has been the most interesting. Uh, Texas, uh, seeing the Alamo, uh, New Mexico, the Roswell Museum, Arizona, the Grand Canyon. Great things to be able to see yeah, as you're cool. as you're traveling. Uh, hiking also both challenging and exciting. Uh, hike Half Dome a couple of years ago, which yeah. I don't know where that's at, but that definitely sounds exciting. Um, and it said took 13 hours to be able to to hike half dome. So wow. that's dedication. Uh, and then he says they also play D and D with podcasters from around the world. Sweet. So Very I thought cool. that was great as well as a segue. A great <laughs> segue. <laughs> I knew Go you had a plan. It. I don't know why I doubted you. Yeah. <laughs> there's always, there's always a method. The to wheels are turning in here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> So the segue is go ahead. You you can you can give the news since since yeah, I, so I we stole are going to do an interview in our next episode, and we're really excited. It's the owner of the of Game Chest, which is a local uh, gaming uh, business here in town. So they sell games. They host. Uh, they have like gaming rooms, so people can can come there and game. They do board games. Uh, they also support local artists and just have nerdy fun stuff. And yeah, they're a great community partner and an awesome business. And we thought after our last episode talking about getting into board games and role-playing games that it would be a natural place to kind of schedule that. Yeah. And so, like I said on the uh, the show, Amanda we, I, is a family friend, uh, and I couldn't remember how so. <laughs> I, it's just like I, I, I know that she knows our family really well, uh, but um, couldn't remember. My wife used to work with her, so oh, she's... Cool. Uh, uh, she's a sign language interpreter too, on top of all of this other stuff. So, nice. so I figured it'd be great to be able to chat with her about, um, you know, how to get started uh, with uh, role playing stuff, and then you know we can always just chat. Nerd out. Nerd out. Yeah, yeah it might be kind of fun. Maybe we'll have to like in advance. Maybe we'll have to ask people if they want to tell us about what kind of role playing or board games they've gotten into in the last year, because it really feels like we're in like the renaissance of of. Uh, you know, tabletop role-playing games and board games, you know, there's so many out there. There's a ton I want to play. So yeah, it'd be cool to hear people hit up and, and tell us what you're playing. Right. And it's going to be, you know, we're going to be doing that recording after this is, is uh, uh, released. So yeah. yeah. So people will actually be able to hear this, um, yeah. but we'll, we'll um, be putting stuff on, on Twitter. Uh, again, if you are not a part of our Twitter feed, uh, it is, I see, get into this. The I is in I, the C is in could, I see, get into this. Yep. Um, so so yeah so you can follow us on twitter we always have different things out there like i said we're trying to be active wherever we can uh just to to find out what people are getting into there's some weird and crazy shit out there and i want to get into it i yeah, want to all about it. it absolutely the the crazier the the more awkward the the better that's that's kind of like awkward it's sort of our kind of our thing it's gotten to be our niche yeah absolutely or Nietzsche, Nietzsche. That's but right. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think right. so. Sounds I think right. so. Yeah. <laughs> well, with that said, yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Um, yeah, we don't got anything else. I don't know what yeah. when when we meet next time. Yeah, we won't have the uh, the premiere yet. No, that'll be end of the month. That's the end of the month. So if you're in the Sioux Falls area and if you uh, donate to Valentine Crush, then uh, you can uh, go and see it. Um, and then, uh, oh, last thing I wanted to mention is that uh, Halogi has got his uh, hot yeah. sauce on yeah. uh, for sale online. Yes, including, and I think it's still in stock, the caramel apple one we kind of talked about. So yes, I need to get my order in because I'm really excited to try that one. Yeah, the Iden apples. I done yeah, apples. I, I don't. <laughs> you just got to say it wrong. It's the only right. way to be right. I, <laughs> that's the only way I'm going to find out. <laughs> so Nick's going to uh, send me a message saying it's I dune. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna send you like a little video that's him phonetically saying it, just like, oh, it's actually, uh, you know, like Loki's balls. Uh. <laughs> you know, that's what it's gonna have to be. That's Please don't sue us, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the next ones, Loki's balls. Uh, <laughs> I could get into this podcast. I could get into Loki's balls. Just yeah, I could get into Loki's hot balls. sauce. <laughs> a freebie for you, Nick. 
<laughs> oh shoot. So all right. So, well, until next time, unless you've got something else. I don't know. All right. Bye. Well, Have a good one. And we'll right. see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed the ending. Yes. We're so good at this. <laughs> we're we're awesome. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to It Radio with Frosty and Graham. No, wait, sorry. That was the old podcast. At Twitter, you can find us at I-C-G-I- This? Did I do that right? I? No, it's I could get into this. I could I-C get into this. That's our Twitter handle. I-C get into this. Uh, just do a search for I could get into this. Why does it matter? Why do we have to have handles anymore? Oh, because we're on Twitter. We need to do things short and to the point. I'm sorry. I don't do anything short and to the point. I talk about the most 